When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Author R.L. Stein visits the Library of Congress tomorrow to celebrate 30 years of Goosebumps. I spoke to Stein about his most popular characters, his most popular books, and his personal favorites in the franchise. R.L. Stein, hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. Hi, oh, my pleasure. This is my, you know, my time of year. We're Halloween time here. Absolutely. And uh, me and everyone else watching this has you to thank for so many nightmares uh, as kids reading those books. <laughs> but, I try. I try. <laughs> well, we, what do they say in Casablanca? Um, I try. You succeed or something like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so we're here talking about the Library of Congress is doing a really cool Halloween event. Um, so you and I guess Mary Pope Osborne are also going to be here and we're going to be celebrating 30 years of Goosebumps and and uh, Osborne's Magic Treehouse series. Series, uh, both celebrating anniversaries. Um, it's going to be this this Saturday. So so what all what all is going to happen? Is it going to be like a a, a, a Q and A or or how's it? Oh, what's beats the setup? me. We'll see when I get there. I never know what's going to be going on. But yeah, <laughs> it's been a big celebration year. Can you imagine thirty years of this stuff? It's hard to believe. Well, you know, when we started Goosebumps, I said let's try two or three. I wasn't real optimistic at the time. Now it's 30 years later. I can't even, I've lost track of how many books. Well, we, we love them, them so much. Um, I can still remember all the imagery and the titles and the covers of the books and everything by, by heart. And we, we can get into, into that in a second, but whenever I have someone on, I love sort of moving, uh, hearing your origin story. I want to know how you got into this uh, racket to begin with. <laughs> I know you're born um, in, in Columbus, Ohio in, in 43, but uh, what did, did you, did you grow up uh, reading any, any spooky stories, comic strips, that kind of thing? Like what, what got you into it? I did. Well, I, but I, you know, I wasn't a horror guy to begin with. I've always been funny. <laughs> I always, I wrote a hundred joke books for kids and I did a funny mag. I, it was actually, it's sad. It wasn't even my idea to be scary. <laughs> another editor who told me to go write a scary book but no when I was a kid there were these great horror comics that I loved you know tales from the crypt and oh, the yeah. vault of horror and the witch's cauldron they were great <laughs> bloody gruesome comics and they all had funny twist endings I think they were very influential on me because they were scary and funny at the same time Absolutely. And that was uh, that would always become that's sort of your calling card, because I I mean, do you sort of agree that the two often go hand in hand? I feel like the, oh. the the masters of horror, you know, the you, the Stephen Kings, even if you want to go into like the Alfred Hitchcocks, they always have a little bit of a, a dark humor in there, too. Well, I think horror and humor are just very closely tied. I think it's the same visceral reaction. You know, when you go up behind somebody and you go, boo, 
<laughs> What's the first thing they do? The first thing they do is they gasp and then they laugh. <laughs> it's very close. The reaction is very close together. And also, what's the first thing we do to a newborn baby? Peekaboo. We're scaring people yeah. right from the beginning. Right. Scare the kid to death. <laughs> right. I, I love it. I think we all like being uh, testing our, our fears, but knowing we're going to, you know, we can, the book will end or the movie will, the lights will come right. up and we no, go back out into the sun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kids like goosebumps because they know it's going to be scary. It's going to be a fun ride. And they all have happy endings. They all have, they're all happy endings. They demand that. Absolutely. And I know um, before you even before you even got to, to Goosebumps, um, didn't you do a little work in, in TV like Nickelodeon, uh, Eureka's Castle? A lot of people might not remember that was a previous life for you. <laughs> that was my whole TV career. <laughs> that was it. Just Eureka's Castle. Four years. I was head writer of Eureka's Castle, which was <laughs> sort of like Sesame Street, except we didn't teach them anything. Right. <laughs> kids who watch Eureka's Castle, I think, lost IQ points. <laughs> you are now dumber from having watched yeah it. i'm proud proud of that <laughs> thanks for dumbing us down before you scared yeah, us yeah i'm kidding uh awesome and then and then i guess what 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 started before even goosebumps there was another series of of scary it was fear street right like so yeah, i did a series for teenagers called fear street for older kids and we were killing off teenagers every month people loved that <laughs> They love it when you kill teenagers. Well, so was everybody in the 80s. That was a bad yeah. time to be a teenager in Slasher. Yeah, era. <laughs> very bad. Very bad. And uh, so, yeah, I did Fear Street first. And then they said, my editor said, let's try a scary book series for seven to 11 year olds. No one has ever done it before. And I said, no way. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do, <laughs> that's the kind of businessman I am. Smart. I didn't want to do Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> they had to talk me into it well aren't you glad you did <laughs> it worked out it worked out it worked out okay, out okay. it's a living worked out okay it's more than a living yeah. um man seriously uh tell me tell me about um gosh that first one it was i guess it was welcome to dead house right if i remember correctly the family yeah, just, moves uh, into the old creepy house the old haunted house uh tell me about putting that first one together everyone in town comes up to the kid and says i used to live in your house I used to live in here. They're all zombies. But, you know, I always thought Welcome to Dead House. I always thought it was too scary for the series. Really? It's, yeah, I didn't have that combination of humor and horror. It's just scary. And I always thought that book was maybe the scariest book, the very first one. Well, yeah, you teed it up and scared. I, I remember specifically being a kid reading that thing and, and being scared. So, But it, it hooked us, so it couldn't have been too scary. I mean, I remember... Gosh, I'm trying to remember. I'll stay out of the basement and say cheese and die. And uh, uh, Night of the Living Dummy. Is that a Night of the Living Dummy behind you right there? Or you said that's, that's mini that's me. A, it's a dummy of me. I have a uh, dummy of Slappy. Yeah, Slappy. Slappy here. You know, Slappy is my most favorite character and my least favorite character. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why is he both? Well, he's so popular. He's my most favorite. He's, you know, this Halloween, thousands of kids will go out as Slappy the Dummy, which yeah. is a thrill for me. That's amazing. But he's my least favorite character because I've written 15 books about a dummy that comes to life. <laughs> harder and harder, you know. How do you come up with more plots? <laughs> That's true. Not How far easy. can you stretch? Yeah. How, How de duty can only do so much. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
But uh, I'm trying to even remember. We won't go through all of them, but I remember. What's the one at the camp? Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I always, yeah. I always got got a kick out of that one. I probably read yeah. that before I even seen any of the, you know, Friday the Thirteenth really? Camp Crystal Lake stuff. So, but yeah, what? How fun is it, right? Son's, that was based on my son's camp. Oh, really? I hated outdoors. I hated camp. I, <laughs> I went on Visitors Day. I didn't want to get out of the car, so I wrote Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Inspired but, by this. We're still going. We have, it's the 30th anniversary. We have a very special hardcover illustrated goosebumps to celebrate. It's called Slappy Beware. That's the brand new book. What's the general premise of Slappy it's, Beware? Well, it's the origin of Slappy. Ah, okay. It's, but I think it's maybe the fifth origin I've written. Right. Like five. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> you know, there's one where Slappy was born in a puppet factory in cincinnati but that can't be true right right now that can't be true can't be true I'll probably be talking about that at the library of congress on saturday awesome everyone turn out to see that all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find Find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Do you... um? Do you have a favorite one that you've that you've written that maybe I mean, there might be other ones that might be more famous or whatever popular, but um, what, what would be like your personal favorite that you th- think might be a little underrated? I have one that no one ever mentions to me called brain juice, brain juice, brain juice. It's about this purple liquid that turns these kids really smart. And they drink it and they get smarter and smarter and smarter and it ruins their lives. They're kicked out of school for being too smart. Their friends, they lose all their friends. They're way too smart. And then they're abducted by aliens and taken to another planet because they're so smart. And (laughs) on the way to the other planet, they get stupider and stupider and stupider. (laughs) I love that book, but no no one ever mentions brain juice to me ever. Well, now you just did. So now hopefully people watching and listening to this will go check out Brain Juice and maybe we'll all get smarter and smarter and then dumber and dumber. Yeah. Um, all right. So if that's your personal favorite. Then what would you say the flip side? What's the one that everyone comes up to? And, and what is the popular favorite that well, everyone? I think, I, I think it's the Haunted Mask. Oh, of course. That's definitely my favorite. That's my best Halloween story, I think, about Carly Beth, the girl who wants to be scary at Halloween and she puts on this mask. And it sticks to her face mm. and it won't come off and it turns her evil. I think I think that's my best Halloween story. Well, and I believe that I'm pretty sure that was the first one that they adapted for that that TV series, too. Right. It was. It was the first show we ever shot. 
and and how gosh and that kicked off a run of man there you did they adapted a bunch of them i can't remember how many total four years four years four years and we did we had saturday morning and then we did a bunch of prime time hour-long shows that was fun hey i like the 90s and, oh, I, are you kidding me? I loved it. That's yeah. when I was growing we up. But we love the nineties. In my brain, new, they're doing a new Goosebumps TV series. Oh, I when's it? When is it? Yeah, I think they started to film this month. Oh, it's awesome! Not quite in the loop, but I think they're I think they're filming it now. Now, does that tie into the recent Jack Black movies that they made, or is it a completely different? No, no it's totally different. Okay, cool. Jack Black and I are like twins, right? Oh, oh, I totally. Are you? Do you guys confuse us? People confuse us all the time. (laughs) I know. I was watching School of Rock the other day, and I, I thought that was you up there playing (laughs) ACDC. Yeah, I wish. I wish. (laughs) I don't know how good of a horror writer he is, but Jack Black, if you hear this, you know, you and R.L. Stunge, you could be twins. Um, (laughs) Well, what's the general? Before we run, uh, plug away, uh, tease that new the new show they're doing. What, what, what do you know? Is it based on a certain book or two or? I, they just started filming. I, you know, I'm really kind of out of it, but and I, I think they're going to do goosebump stories from the books, but they're all going to tie together somehow. And they got a really great bunch of young actors who are going to be on every week, so it's going to be a little different from the old '90s shows. Awesome. Well, every we encourage everyone to check that out. And and if and if you know if if you if you got younger kids or whatever, maybe maybe. They, they missed it. Go back and, and read some of the, all of the R.L. Stein, the Goosebumps and everything else. It's really good stuff. You're at this point, you're, you're probably one of the top selling, uh, you know, authors ever, at least children's books too, or actually probably in, overall. I'm second. In children. second. I'm second. Who's overall. first? Well, J.K. Rowling. Well, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm happy Potter. to be second. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Number yeah. two to Harry Potter is not bad. No, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm well, not more, no one's more amazed than I am. It's unbelievable. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, seriously, if you think of, you think of this genre, especially for kids reading, getting into reading, you think of you. Well, yeah, and, and Stephen King, of course. But were, were you a big Stephen King fan, or, or have you met him? What do you make of the comparisons? I met him once, and I I met him once, and he accused me of using up every amusement park plot, <laughs> and accused me of not leaving any amusement plots for anybody else. Oh, you stole all the good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a good talk, but I've only met him once. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a high, that's the highest of compliments. If if he's saying, man, you had too many good ideas. I leave some for me. <laughs> but but that's great. Well, we really appreciate your time. You've been more than generous. Um, any final final plug on the Library of Congress event yeah, on fun. Saturday? I hope to see everybody there. This this should be a lot of fun. It really will. Come out with R.L. Stein, celebrate 30 years of Goosebumps. I believe it's free, too. I think you just may, might have to, you know, register for a timed entry pass or something ahead of time. But I'm pretty sure it's free. So you guys don't want to miss it at the Library of Congress. Um, R.L. Stein, thank you so thank much. You. Oh, great. I enjoyed talking with you. Thanks so much. Stay scary. Stay scary, <laughs> my friend. See ya. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.